Worship is giving God what he cannot give himself. Primarily, we're created to worship. If Pharaoh had known that it was in the system of God that his sons and daughters should worship him, he would have released them. Because the main reason why Moses spoke to Pharaoh is that, let my people go that they might what? But there is no service without worship. So there is no other place that you can worship God except in the spirit. If you are not spiritual, or if you are not in the spirit, if you are not worshiping by the spirit, you are not worshiping. Anybody can sing, you know, but it's not everybody that can worship because it has to be in the spirit. Philippians chapter 3, verse 3. I want to share a few thoughts with you um, that will really help. And I want everybody to listen. This is going to really help you. It's going to help us as a ministry. It's going to help you um, as a person. I don't really have a lot of time to share with you. Philippians chapter 3 said, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. And now don't forget that God was looking for true worshipers all throughout from Adam until Christ came. So Christ was the first true worshiper. All right? And that's why he said he was in his father and his father was in him and that both of them were one. That could only happen through intimacy um, and uh, worship. So what had happened is that when Adam lost it, don't forget God used to come in the cool of the day to fellowship with Adam. Everything about Adam was communicating worship. When he told him to tend the garden, it was worship. When he told him to cultivate, it was worship. When he told him, you know, you can eat here, you cannot eat here, it's worship. When Abraham, Adam, you know, um, had to think, it was worship. When he needed to act, it was worship. It was demonstrating faith. It was crossing rivers. It was doing exploits. So, but then when he lost that position, he lost the authority. He lost the place of worship. He lost intimacy. He lost, um, you know, being a sacrifice that God has put in the garden. And God had to quickly make a sacrifice. You know, that was the first mention of God had to kill an animal in order to rescue Adam. So you know about that. And so Bible says that for we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Now, there is no other place that you can worship God except in the spirit. If you are not spiritual or if you are not in the spirit, if you are not worshiping by the spirit, you are not worshiping. Then another thing I want to assure you is that if you really live a life of worship or you sing, anybody can sing, you know, but it's not everybody that can worship because it has to be in the spirit. And when he's in the spirit, it means that you have been arrested by the spirit. That's what it means. The spirit has to get a hold of you before you are able to get into a dimension where worship takes place. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. So it's not, uh, uh, we have a song, it's not, you know, you can you can stay on a song and you are worshipping. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can be making noise and you are worshipping. You can be releasing a sound and you are worshipping. You are, can be, you know, Bible says that spirits, you know, speak and praise through us with groanings that cannot be authored. Our prayer for your information is a worship. You know, there is a warfare dimension of worship. All right? It's in the scripture that you worship God in the beauty of his holiness for his good and his mercy endures forever and angels began to kill people. Praise God. Worship. There's a warfare dimension of worship. There's a prayer dimension of worship. I'm going to show you certain things. But it says that's why it has to be people who are circumcised. You know, the circumcision here is that you carry the mark of Christ on you. It means that you have been crucified with the Lord Jesus on the cross. 
And nevertheless, you live, but the life we now live, we live by the faith of the Son of God who died and gave himself for us. That's a whole lot in that verse. And he says, on that premise, we will not waste or frustrate or set aside the grace that has been bestowed upon us by Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So what it means is that in worship, you, you, you press certain buttons. You activate certain graces. Are you, when I came in, one of the things I sensed is that there are people who are here that through this night meeting, you'll be revived in your spirit. The revival I'm talking about, you will just wakened to something in the body of knowledge that will transform your life completely. You will just suddenly be awakened and your spirit becomes so sensitive to the program of heaven. And you will not be able to live a second without God's agenda. Are you getting what I'm saying? Can you say a better amen? amen? Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm the circumcision of the Lord. Say it like you are alive. Say, I'm the circumcision of the Lord. I'm just rehearsing to start. Worship God in the spirit. And you know, John chapter 4, verse 23, he said, Well, the hour is coming where God is seeking who will worship him in spirit and in the truth. And he says, Now is, he said, those who worship God must worship God in the spirit and in what? And in truth. I'm going to share certain thoughts with you. You know that, you know, I got in the place of prayer and in my research. Worship is giving God only what he doesn't give himself. Worship is giving God what he cannot give himself. Primarily, we're created to worship. If Pharaoh had known that it was in the system of God that his sons and daughters should worship him, he would have released them. Because the main reason why Moses spoke to Pharaoh is that let my people go that they might what? Now I know you'll see service there, but there is no service without worship. Sometimes it's used interchangeably. You can't service, you can't serve a God you have not been servicing. Praise God. I want you to note that statement. You can't serve a God. You have not been what? If you are here, can you say amen? Yeah. Look at it. He said, we rejoice in the spirit and we have no confidence in the flesh. Flesh and worship have nothing in common. As a matter of fact, in worship, your flesh or yourself, rather, is reduced to zero. One of the things worship, you know, does. You know, we think that when we worship, we glorify God. You know, as we glorify God and magnify God, we reduce ourselves. Praise God. It only takes place in worship. Yourself becomes so minimized that God can be magnified. Do you see that? Your ego becomes damaged in worship. You get that. Pride flies out in worship. All right? Self becomes minimized. You can't be a true worshiper and still be behaving like a baby. It's actually not all believers that can worship. Hear that today. It's not all believers that can what? Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore brethren. Look at that scripture. I beseech you therefore brothers and what? And sisters. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God. Now, you know this is the Roman church. Alright? Roman, not Roman Catholic. This is the church of the Romans. I hope that is clear. They are religious. 
chapter one, he talks to them about sodomy. I mean, he talks to them about you are so philosophical. He said, Christ is wisdom. All right? In chapter two, he started talking about how their faith should stand in the power of God and not in oratory gift of men. Do you remember? And he says that there is higher wisdom, deeper, that even the prince, the, the, the people of this world, they don't have an idea of. He says a lot of things. Talk to them about law. He talks to them about grace because that are given to 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 be conscious. They, they were given to extremity when it comes to you know they were Gentiles. Um, when it comes to liberalism, let me put it that way. You see the churches in in that's um, of the Gentiles, the Corinth. The Corinthian church, the Roman church, the Galatian church, they were all extremely, even the Ephesian, they were all extremely liberal. And so in the culture of the Jew, it was difficult for a liberal person to actually claim to be a true believer. So maybe tomorrow I'll be doing justice about that. But I want to show you something. I said, I beseech you therefore brethren. How can you be speaking to a, brethren, a, a, a brother or a sister or a congregation of people and you are telling them to be a living sacrifice? Is that not what he says? He said, by the mercies of God, you were saved by the mercies of God. But let me just go straight to the point. That you present your bodies a living Is that not what he said? So that means chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, chapter 10, chapter 11 with all the fantastic things that he has shared with them. Their bodies were not living sacrifice. Then he says, if you are living sacrifice, then you'll be holy. Then you'll be acceptable to God. Could it be that those who are born again, some are not acceptable to God? I want you to just think for a moment because one of the things this conference is going to actually do is that it will take you from in, in a position of a brethren or a brother or a sister and move you into a true worshiper. And you can't be a true worshiper until you enter into priesthood, understanding and by position and the realms and dimensions where priesthood operates in. Don't forget when he opened the chapter in Corinth, he opened it in Romans, he opened it in other places. He was correcting them. He was revealing to them, he was talking about envy, jealousy, you know, gossip, talking about basic things. And he said, these are signs of people who are babies. They are signs. They are things that you can trace to those who are babies. I want you to listen to me because you could have been singing and not be worshiping. You could have been dancing and be shouting and be praying and be, and not be, you can't worship and not that God. You cannot, you cannot. But that doesn't stop you from being circumcised. I'm just about to show you something here because when I define, I give you, I throw more light into what it means to truly worship, do we understand? Because I've seen some people coming into God's presence, gathering with congregants and worshiping and lifting up holy hands and going to church and reading Bible, and there is no difference. You can't worship and remain the same. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see, there are some of these things that there are things that are theoretical in the scripture and they are so, also practical. You can't even teach them if you don't have the experience of those dimensions. 
Sometimes you have the experience, you don't have words to be able to perfectly communicate them. One of those teachings is worship. One of those teachings is worship. It's in worship that God reveals who you are to yourself. Then by the time you know who you are, then you compare it with who God is. Then you realize you still have a long way to go. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you need to find out about God's image of you. And that also happens in the place of worship. Now it says, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Now we have seen service again, which is your reasonable worship. Are you getting what I'm saying? Which is your reasonable what? Worship. So those words are used interchangeably. So it means that it's difficult to worship God if you're a dead sacrifice. No sacrifice ever comes to God dead. Check Old Testament. When they bring the bull, the turtle doves, when they bring lamb, they bring them alive to God. When God was going to present himself, he was alive. When Abraham was going to cut off his son, he was Isaac alive. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you have to come to God and present your body alive. But you see, it's difficult for brethren to live a life of worship. It's difficult for brethren to be holy, acceptable unto God because brethren that are these spiritual babies don't even know their address in the spirit, let alone to talk of the way they can rouse their parts in the realm of the spirit. If you are still here with me, can you say amen? Amen. Now, this thing I'm sharing with you, they are very serious. Worship is giving God only what he can he can't give himself. Worship is responding to the truth of the spirit. You know, worship God in spirit and truth. So what it means is that each time there's a revelation in the realm of the spirit, you see the 24 elders bow down to worship. When God moves, they bow down to worship. When God thinks, they bow down to worship. When God reveals a thing, they bow down to worship. So worship is a response of the spiritual, all right, to our God. So worship is response of the truth, is response to the truth of the spirit, the truth that emanates from the realm of God, from the realm of the spirit. That's why the Bible says we worship God in spirit and truth. Worship invokes God's manifest presence to cause a change and the miraculous. Now I'd like you to take note of this. Worship always invokes God's manifest presence. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. So, what, what, you know, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. Is that not what the Bible says? Okay. So, what, what happens is that when true worship is going on, when true worship is going on, God cannot but rise. Listen, God cannot, but sometimes your silence is worship. You have to cooperate with what the Spirit of God wants you to do. Is that clear? As a general announcement, there is an inside announcement as to how you go about things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sometimes you are so full of his manifest presence that you can't even speak. Has that happened to you before? Sometimes you just get your tears is a response in worship. Your whole body is overwhelmed and you could see it's like you are about to die. Your spirit getting reduced. Like he wants to, like he wants to suffocate. That's why flesh cannot cope in an intense worship. 
you press the flesh to a point where you stifle the self in the flesh. The ego dies. Because if that does not happen, then you cannot really, all right, be edified, um, you know, where your spirit is concerned. Worship involves God's manifest presence to cause a change and the miracle. Worship enthrones and magnify God and also enable us to resonate and be caught up with God by the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? I believe for most of believers, God is always ahead of us. Sometimes we think we are ahead of him. God is smarter. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is always ahead of us. So most of the time, even in the realm of the spirit, the angel sometimes be like, how oh, I wish this guy can see this. How I wish this guy can get this thing. How I wish this. Do you understand? All those Dagbajantis blocking your flow in the realm of the spirit where you plug into God and connect with him as a living sacrifice, you see those things clear off. And you are able to really appropriate supernatural things um, in the place of worship. <laughs> uh, in the place of worship. So somebody can be believers, somebody can be pastor, can be ministers, and yet it's not a true. Yes, we have the what it takes to be true worshipers, but it's not all believers. Just from this verse, chapter 12, verse 1. Chapter 12, verse 1 of Romans, you can see that it's not all Christians, all believers that can truly have a pure worship. Look at it. Worship enthrones and magnifies God and resonates and um, helps us to be caught up with God, all right, in, this, in the scheme of things. Worship assess God's depth of revelations and validates God's nature and personality. Listen to this, oh. You know, your faith in God is not about what God wants to do for you. Your faith in God, first and foremost, is about having a special revelation of who God is. Pay attention. Shut down whatever you are. Just, just focus. If you don't know my capacity as a person, you will not have faith in me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so your faith, first and foremost, stands on the premise of the understanding of who God is. Uh, did you get that? So when I say worship validates, so what I mean is that, so in, in worship, it just comes as a revelation in your spirit to start calling healer. Sometimes you don't need to ask for healing. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes, So you have a special revelation as you are worshiping. That's why there is what is called spiritual songs, making melodies in your heart. Those melodies are direct products of revelation of his capacity in the place of worship. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he validates God as a deliverer. Sometimes you don't pray for deliverance. You just worship God. The deliverer. God has shown us that many times in the scripture. Do you remember Jehoshaphat, Judah, and the military, the choir? You understand? And they were just worshiping God. And then they were just worshiping God. He said, You will not fight in this battle. I like that kind of battle. 
where I don't need to fight. You will not waste one bullet. You will not cock any gun. You will just be singing. Do you understand? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city and the mountain of His holiness. Beautiful for situation. The joy of the world is Mount Zion's Amen. That's why flesh can't catch up with the spirit. You can't be in the flesh and be looking for key of the spirit. You are lost. Once you are not caught up, you are not caught up. That's the difference between Moses on the month and the rest of the people in the wilderness. The only one that had an idea was Joshua. He entered into that into into fire. So worship validates, and I'm going somewhere with worship can validate who God is. He can compel him. Let me show you. He wouldn't have a choice than to arise as a deliverer if you sing deliverance. He wouldn't have a choice than to arise. Are you getting what I'm saying? Provide that. He wouldn't have a choice because he can't. Bible says he inhabits the praises of his. He can't but respond to the sound of worship coming from the earth. Well, you know where the problem is? Dead sacrifices cannot do it. That's where the problem is. Flesh cannot do it. Self cannot do it. Ego cannot do it. Praise the Lord. And what I'm sharing with you is very important because I, you know, in the New Testament, thank God for His grace. I am praying that nobody will drop off. This meeting is quite important that you have to focus. Um, um, you are, if your phone controls you, you are not a true worshiper. Yes. That things that if I tell you straight, you'll get it. If you envy, you are jealous, you, are, you forget it. You can be a Christian name, you can sleep and wake up in church, you can have a position in church, you can. It's different from what is going on in the realm of the spirit. So listen to me. Oh. Listen to me. Oh. You know, he said the elders should pray over the person. He said the elders should pray. He said they have the responsibility of prayer because their prayers will always be prayer of faith. And he says, so, can them of the poor, not the elders that labored in the, that labor where? In the world. Is that not? Uh-huh. It's difficult to labor, truly labor in the world and assess revelation and not be a true worshiper. Revelation is made open in that realm of worship. So, worship validates who God is. All right? Validates who God is. Um, gathered and um, can also compel but I will get to that compelling aspect he said God's, who God is he validates God's revelation God's nature, God's personality in terms of capacity as a healer you know, savior, helper and all that worship is an attempt or a system of routing our way into higher realms or dimensions in God to enjoy deeper intimacy and God's glory um, how do I explain this? It means that even in the death of God, there are death. In the realm of the spirit, there are different dimensions. Is how far you want to explore and you want to go. And the farther you go, the more you control things in the physical. Because the physical doesn't have a choice than to respond 
to the things of the Spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, so, you know, worship helps us to rouse our way. It's a system that helps us to rouse our way into higher realms and dimensions of the Spirit. Worship is a spiritual system of hosting divinity in our dual nature of spirituality and naturality. You know, we are just 100% in Christ, in the spirit, and 100% human being. So worship helps us to host divinity or to host God each time. See, let me tell you something. Somebody can enter your house and sense it if you worship. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, in the New Testament, because we are grace people now, so grace and faith, and um, we don't text certain things. In you know, like the old testament now, where you touch the ark, we you know, and people don't really so we get casual with certain sacred things. Mm. We get so casual with, and the reason why we get so casual with some of those things is because we have not really assessed the depth of that revelation. You know, each time I teach, the people who hit meat will take the meat dimension of the teaching, the people drink milk will take the milk are you getting what i'm saying uh, there are people that the thing is really really on their neck is shaking their spirits is penetrating and intoxicating their heart they can't wait to explore what i'm sharing those ones those ones have always been in the school of the spirits there are things that god opened there see let me tell you something for this ministry i see um, a shift. I first noted it in um, Ife, then when I went to Ibadan. I just saw that there is a migration. And that migration means that we're exploring new realms and dimensions in the realm of the spirit. And it's individualistic and collective. But I'm sharing this so that you will not be left behind. You will not, you will not have a reason to have offense in your heart. Your heart must be void of certain. See, there are certain things you can't be a true. Look, there is, there is being known as a Christian, I'm really being a Christian. <laughs> you can, nobody will need to beg you to do quiet time. Nobody will need to tell you to read Bible. Nobody. You will know in your spirit something is missing. Are you getting what I'm saying? You will know in your spirit. See, let me tell you something. You can be falling. Is there righteous for seven times? He rises up. Eh? Something is wrong with you. If you're a true worshiper, no falling. Hello? Uh-huh. I mean, you could have been encouraged and said you fall from grace to grace. Not from grace to grass, right? Uh, but in the realm of the spirit, you lose a lot when you fall. You lose a lot. You know what it means to fall from a very high dimension where visions are quick to see? Where, do you understand? Where you can really, you know, speak a word and things will happen fast. Where you can knock and before you, while you are thinking, knocking. Heaven has responded. You are thinking nothing because you have always been a true. You know what it means to fall from? If you have ever experienced you, you know what I'm talking about. It can take you days of fasting and prayer to go back there. So some of the things that people joke with as sin, as gossip, as ego, as pride, as this, because you are yet to understand how costly it is to operate in the realm of the spirit. To get into it is free. But to operate in different dimensions. Brethren is costly. 
and you know how you treat what is costly. It means it's valuable, right? Yes, sir. That's why. See, let me tell you something. It's only priests that can offer worship. Brethren will always look for a way to sit down. Do you notice that there is no seat in the tabernacle? But there are different tables in the tabernacle. You see, I will share these things too because it's babies. I sit down, believing God for this, believing God. You sing yourself into marriage. You don't pray. See, listen, you don't bother yourself. You don't bother yourself. When he say, take no thought what you will eat, what you will drink, where you will live, where you is look for the people who are really exploring the realm of these dimensions of God. They know that those things answer to higher things. They answer to worship. The answer to worship. When you are dancing all alone by yourself. When you are rejoicing. Some people are yet to recover from sadness in their heart now. Some people are offended. Some people have been carrying baggage from past four, five years. You are just head down there. You know, you still like Lazarus that was raised from there. You were raised from the dead, but you were still stuck with the tomb. And God, that's why God, you know, Jesus didn't say that, okay, uh, the big missus, so let me cut the rope. He said, lose him. That's the job that some of us took to lose you. Jesus raised you from the dead. We are to insist that you don't remain, that you are fully what? Risen back to life. So that you can sit at the table and not be men. Praise God. So look at what the Bible says. It's a worship. Now, let, let me give you some more because of time. Worship is a spiritual system of hosting divinity. Worship kills self or something in us. You can't worship God to a, You worship God to a point you know that something has died in you. If you are worshiping, listen to me. If you get into a... You know something has died. You know why? Because your, your self will be passed through fire. Let me show you a scripture. Um, Second Chronicles, this is Solomon in the temple. When they, they made the temple and it was to dedicate the temple. Let me, I will show you that scripture. <laughs> then I will close. If you leave me. You know, I told some people in Nipe, I said, why are you? They said, eh, our resumption program. They said, I suspended it. I said, why are you quick to do resumption program? Why are you quick to do activity? When intimacy is not in place. Why, why, why? You know I can travel and leave all of it. You are important, but you are not that important. So what does that mean? God is more important than you. My son, my son, my son. Meet up with me. Don't mention one nonsense, please. Praise God. <laughs> And I'm just there 21 days worshiping, giving praise. It will shock you that Dr. Dio, look and preach. It's because I'm alive. That's why all of you are feeling like, uh, if God, I'm not, ready, I'm not going anywhere yet. But, <laughs> but I have to rehearse absence. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because absence is a absence from men, from the earth, is presence with God. Do you remember? So you have to practice transition before the transition comes. But it's only a realm of worship you do that. Where you are not conscious of what is going on. Because you have to be present with God. You have to be present with God. 
You have to be present with God. You are too, your problem is men. One of the reasons why you can't be a true worshiper or fully activate and function as a true worshiper is because you are too connected to men. And that's why people seek men. Give us that scripture now. By the spirit, you don't know the scripture. Second Corinthians chapter, Second Chronicles chapter 6, 640 or so. I will show you something. You know that guy sang, he said, first is a fragrance, then he turns to what? Yeah. I've been in a meeting before that I smell differently from every other person in the meeting. Now, God, I pray, let your eyes be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayer made in this. Don't forget this dedication of the temple. So it's not talking, you know, there is no worship without sacrifice. That's what I'm telling you. So that's why he says that present yourself as what? If I take, tomorrow I'll tell you about living. You need to be tied because you can't sacrifice any animal without being tied. That is why you live a restrained life. That's why Paul says that all things are lawful, but not all things are what? So it means in the realm of that glory, there are things they don't allow that is normal for men to do. Are you getting what I'm saying? Paul, that was a Jewish conservative, deadly fellow, by the time he was born again, he said, I became all things to all men, to the barbarians. Are you getting what I'm saying? I became many things, including the Corinthians. Forget gifts. Forget You can manifest gifts and you're a baby. Don't you see babies that sing? Don't you see babies that talk? Don't you see babies that manifest all kinds of stuff? Babies. We're not talking about gifts. If I actually to some of those churches, they were extremists when it comes to liberalism. They just like to drink and get drunk. See how they turned the table of Christ. The table, you remember the communion? They just did, they were fornicate and came to church to prophesy. It's exactly almost a replica of what people call hypergrace now. But at that realm, even the wife you have, you can be with God and not be actively present with your wife. That's why, that is why you know who you marry. These are hard teachings. That is the truth. These are hard teachings. I heard Pastor Yadibuye said he had died into 40 days. I don't know, maybe some of you heard it. There was something he was praying for. The wife stood with him, entered 40 days prayer and fasting, 40 days and 40 nights. Don't let us forget the night. He finished that. The thing did not go. He started another one. The wife said he's staying there. The third time, he said he had to say God, even because of this woman, that, ah. He said that you can see how people can be so dedicated to a kind of it's not a two hours meeting. We just come here to just jugery or three hours to just refresh ourselves that go back. The true life is outside church. That is the truth. That's why you see people for the past two, three months, no personal water, nothing, dead sacrifice. 
It's one thing to bring your things to God. That's why it's difficult for some of us to bring our things to God. Because we haven't offered ourselves to God as a living sacrifice. It's one thing. That's what they practice in the Old Testament. And Jesus came on the scene. He said, where this altar is prepared, then I climb on it. He said, then everybody that will follow me will deny themselves and also climb. That's why Saul said, I'm crucified with the Lord. Paul, never, I also climb. Look at your neighbor, say, I'm climbing. I hope you know where you are coming. That fire is looking for you to make you a bond of her. Let me, let me read it. Now, God, I pray thee. It's, this is prayer worship now. He said, let your ears be attentive in this place. You know, yes. And he said, now, therefore, arise, O God, to your resting place. You and the hack of your strength. Let your priest, O Lord, God, be clothed with salvation and let your saints rejoice in goodness. Yes, quickly. O Lord, do not turn away the face of your anointed. Remember the message of your servant David cross when Solomon had finished praying fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the what sacrifices and the glory of the Lord so why is it that we pray this day there's no the anger remains eh? you know when fire comes it's a different it's another teaching uh -huh. it's a praise day from the because in your heart now you can't wait i just want to sing ah, ah. i'm in love with you jesus it's not you mean it sincerely but in the realm of the spirit is a lie because the energy to actually carry out what you are saying you don't have it Worship compels God. He doesn't have a choice and to respond when in this is yes, the son. So go to the next verse. Let me do two more, two more verses. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. You know, sometimes we commonize the king. It wasn't just a king, it was a king priest, Solomon. Don't forget, he prayed, he gave by himself, he altered, he offered, and God came to him by night. Do you remember? Uh -huh. Brethren, toil around. Brethren, do all kinds of stuff. Brethren are free to, you know, they misbehave. They are the ones that cry grace all the time. Brethren, they just toy with sin. Brethren. So you know yourself now. Eh? By now you know. By now you know. Priests present sacrifices. And God said, the 12 tribes, one was just Levitical and a family priesthood. But he said in the New Testament, everybody priest. Why? Because he wants you to present. But what are you presenting? First and foremost, your bodies. All that you have brought for God, you can't present your body and not give God your stuff. You can't present your body and not give God your what? There is nothing that will be too big for you to give God. But the reason is because the bodies are not on the altar yet. And you have the opportunity this night to yield yourself completely to God for him to take you. I hope that is clear. Yes, 
God is not deaf. We pray too much, but we get so much, so small answers. Most of the time, when you hear people do great and mighty things, they will tell you 95% of our prayers is praises and worship. So you see, one more scripture. Just one more scripture. When all the children of Israel saw that the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good. The fire is igniting sacrifices tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. For fire will only ignite living sacrifice. I hope you got what I said. Yes, sir. And so, uh, uh, so this one is not that you are giving God something. Fact, as a matter of fact, we put giving offerings in our meetings today, tomorrow. I've cancelled it. You know what offering we need? Your bodies. Are you getting what I'm saying? Stop giving God your money. You have not given God your bodies. Because we won't know whether you have given God your bodies or not. We will take the money. Because we won't know. That's not my ministry. But I'm telling you the priority is that you give God your what? Your bodies. God needs to burn your body. Your body is the problem. That's where the envy is. That's where the ego is. That's where the wrong priority is. That's where the sin dwells. That body. Can you touch your body? Say this body. Say it belongs to God. Do you know it's that body that is hindering your spirit from flying? And soaring. And getting caught up with God. There are so many songs hanging in the realm of the spirit. True worshippers are not musicians. True worshippers are the people who live the truth, sing the truth, think the truth, talk the truth, do everything possible concerning the truth in the realm of the spirit. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. Why, you know, it's not a, it's not a, this conference is not a shouting conference. Ah, I have your time. That thing remind me if I if I forgot while I'm finishing my message. Like you say, Pastor, you said we should be tied. You must be tied. So you live a restricted life. That's how you can be, you can be willing, you know, his willingness to die. And we put put on the altar, expecting the sacrifice, the fire. So the fire only comes because there is sacrifice. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. Yes, the fire is not coming for our song. The fire is coming for. And don't forget the glory we cry for will never manifest until after the fire has come. Did you notice that after the fire came, what happened next? What happened next? Father, we thank you. Can you lift up your hands and go to worship?